Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi O'Connell. The topic of this week's lesson is Come to Me. The key text is from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Shall we pray? Open our eyes, O Father, that we may see what you want us to see. Open our minds, dear Lord, that we may hear and feel what you want us to feel. Quicken our hearts, mighty God, that we may act in ways that will bring you glory. Teach us again and make us better today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In our previous lesson, we saw how David longed for something new after he realized how much he had sinned against God. In that lesson, we saw how the king yearned for God's forgiveness. In this week's lesson, Jesus himself is the one inviting us to come to him and have a rest from our burdens. This is like Jesus saying to us, I know what you're going through from the pressures of physical burdens and the burden of sin, but I am here to help you. He invites us to lay down our heavy burden and to take up his own yoke, which is easy and light. Matthew 11 verse 30. What a wonderful invitation we have. It was God who said to Adam in Genesis chapter 3 verse 19, In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread. Today, all human race shares from Adam's lot. In the face of this reality, how can we experience the rest that Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28? This week's lesson will answer this question and more. I will give you rest. What is the context of Jesus' invitation in Matthew eleven twenty-eight? How does he intend to give rest to us? To avoid misinterpretation, we need to understand Jesus' context in this text. We see Jesus in the preceding chapters associating himself with sinners. Matthew 9, verses 9 to 13. We also see him in the same Matthew 9 claiming to have power to forgive sin. Matthew 9, verse 2. Then in Matthew eleven twenty four, we see him condemning the people for their unbelief, thereby creating more tension. In the midst of all these tensions, Jesus announces his divinity, his oneness with God, which was the reason he spoke with such boldness. He does this by introducing himself as the one who is the only source of true rest. In other words, he was saying, the words I speak to you, I do because I am God. And because I am God, I can offer you true rest. The word come used by Jesus simply means surrender. In our age, we have become more confident in technology, in our exposure, our education, and advancement in science that we sometimes think that we can handle things ourselves. To some, surrendering to God appears old-fashioned. But Jesus was saying in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, advancement in science and technology, academic exposure, and all the fake hope 
that the human system offers cannot give true rest. Only Jesus can. This is the reason we need to surrender to him. What burdens are you carrying? Why not heed to Jesus' invitation and take those burdens to him right now? Take my yoke upon you. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Why does Jesus command us to take his yoke after he had invited us to give him our burdens? In Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 29, we find three commands. Come, take, and learn. Coming successively after Jesus invites us to come to him. In verse 28. In verse 29, he invites us to take up his yoke and to learn from him. In the previous lesson, Jesus had already revealed that his authority came from his unity with his Father. In the Bible, a yoke was an implement fitted on the neck and shoulders of an animal, such as ox. It was usually made of wood. The purpose of fitting a yoke to an animal's neck and shoulders was to bind such an animal to a trolley by which it might haul wood or draw the plow. This was usually a very heavy burden on the animal. So when a person is described as being under a yoke, it means that that person is tied to a bondage to which he cannot free himself. The yoke was usually an object of subjection. Some yokes were lighter though than the others, depending on what load that was tied to the yoke. When Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and you shall find rest unto your souls, he meant that his yoke was lighter than the heavy yokes of ancient cultures. He meant that total submission to him was an exchange of heavy burden with a lighter one. In fact, taking up the yoke of Jesus means not carrying any yoke at all. The Greek word learn is linked to discipleship. So what makes the difference between carrying the heavy burden that sin and labor imposes on us and bearing the lighter burden which Jesus offers us is who we owe our submission by accepting to be Jesus' disciples, we accept the salvation he offers on the cross of Calvary. I am gentle and lowly at heart. In this lesson, we learn that what the world deems important is the opposite of what God deems important. In today's world, the loud, the flamboyant, the noisy, the weird, the wayward are followed admired and modeled but god teaches us to be gentle simple humble and dependent on him ellen white writes in christ object lesson page 59 a knowledge of the truth depends not so much upon strength of intellect as upon pureness of purpose the simplicity of an earnest dependent faith to those who in humility of heart Seek for divine guidance. Angels of God, draw near. 
the Holy Spirit is given to open to them the rich treasures of the truth. In Isaiah 57 verse 15, the prophet Isaiah prayed for God to revive the spirit of humility among his people. And in Matthew 5 verse 5, Jesus pronounced blessings on the meek. Humility is a context of the Bible which is usually misunderstood. It does not suggest weakness, for Jesus was not weak. He stood his ground on what was right. But humility is an attitude of the mind that comes from the awareness that one is nothing without God. This awareness is expressed through kind words and soft disposition. Jesus exemplified this humility in Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 44, as he lamented over Jerusalem prior to its destruction by the Romans. All through the New Testament, we see Jesus portraying humility as he taught the people and their multitudes. This is the reason he is referred to as the second Moses. But Jesus' humility superseded that of Moses. After all, he left his glory above to dwell and to give his life for sinful humanity on the cross. It takes inexplicable humility to accomplish what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross of Calvary. And only through this death and resurrection do we find salvation. For my yoke is easy. The Greek word translated as easy in the New Testament can also mean good, pleasant, useful, and benevolent. In our world today, many consider God's law difficult, awkward, heavy-handed, and sometimes irrelevant. But God's law is meant to inspire the love of God the giver in every heart. Mastering God's law is like children learning to walk. There may be wobblings, fallings, and sometimes bruises, but learning to walk comes with some freedom. And the same way, walking with God may not always be easy, but it sure brings freedom. The good news is that as parents guide, protect, and watch over their little children learning to walk, so Jesus has promised to guide and watch over us as we struggle to walk with him. Paul writes in Galatians 5 verse 1, Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Living a life of obedience to God is the best way to experience rest in God. My burden is light. Jesus uses the imagery of bearing a burden to convey his message in Matthew 11.30. When he said, my burden is light. In the encounter between Moses and Jethro, his father-in-law, we learn a valuable lesson. As Jethro counseled Moses not to bear the burden of judging the whole of Israel daily alone, but to share the burden with others, we learn to share our physical and emotional burdens with others. Paul explains the benefits of sharing one another's burdens when he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 26, that as a body is one, so also the body of Christ. As with the physical body, 
and the body of Christ also, the neck should relieve the head of burdens, the eyes should relieve the mind, and so forth and so on. This way, we will be fulfilling the Bible injunction in Galatians 6 verse 2, bear one another's burden. Bearing one another's burdens could mean to help members of the household of God who are enduring physical hardship. But it could also mean bringing members of the household of faith who have fallen into temptation to stand on their feet again. But when Jesus said that he is our burden bearer, that his burden is light, he invited us not just to share our burdens with others, but to lay our burdens at his feet, as he has taken upon himself the task of bearing our burdens. Burden sharing is a divinely ordained church activity requiring gentleness and producing compassion. In summary, Jesus promises to give rest to all who labor and are heavy laden. He invites us to take his yoke upon us because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But he enjoins us not only to lay our burdens on him, but like him to bear one another's burden. Let us pray. Thank you, our ever-loving Father and our burden bearer. Teach us to lay our burdens daily at your feet, even as we willingly bear one another's burden. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For questions and contributions, you can reach me on WhatsApp through plus 234-903-789-1680 or you can send an email to Sabbath School Lessons Summary at gmail.com. God bless you.